Welcome back to the Mammy Show. This is your host, Rohit. Today we have Yulia, the marketing expert and PR specialist. Thank you, Yulia, for getting into the show. Hey, Rohit. Good to be here. Awesome. So would you just like to give a quick intro about yourself, you know, like how you got started with your PR journey and being a marketing strategist and expert, you know? Sure. So I'm originally from Ukraine. I am now based on the west coast of the United States. I've been in uh, marketing communications for over 10 years now. I have worked with a wide range of brands from consumer goods to software. And I have experience in uh, marketing uh, SaaS products, mobile apps, enterprise software. So uh, kind of like a really uh, diverse experience. Uh, and currently I'm focused on mostly working with software brands. I work with a number of clients and help them grow their businesses with marketing communications and influencer relations. Oh. So uh, give me a brief, you know, like uh, how the <clears throat> influencer marketing works and specifically the TikTok influencer marketing, how it works or overall as a whole. Mm -hmm. uh, of course. So, uh, I mean, influencer marketing, I think at our day and age is like a very uh, advanced and well-established industry. There's like the whole concept of creator economy where uh, brands are hiring uh, influencers to promote their products or services. And um, this is a very effective and cost-efficient way of getting your brand name out there and promoting your uh, product or service or generating sales. And I would say the key to success for any brand who is considering um leverage in this marketing channel would be to work with the right influencers. So you need to identify what category of influencers you want to partner with. You need to identify what platform they're on because, you know, uh, I am a strong believer in the power of influencer marketing. And I feel like absolutely any brand can uh, benefit from working with influencers. And it can be, you know, a, a small brand that creates some consumer goods, or it can be a large enterprise software brand that partners with um influencers in its industry and these can be well-known well-respected experts like for example some sort of journalists etc so the whole notion of influencer marketing is very very diverse and it's it really depends on uh your brand uh how you are going to approach uh this marketing activity uh, for your business so, you know, like how people should select influencers, like, I mean, like how agencies should select influencers or like you can say like the marketing experts or maybe the people who used to manage the campaigns or companies, you know, how they should select influencers, what's criteria between like mm -hmm. process of selecting influencers. You know. I would say there are certain basic criteria that people should have in mind. And let's cover those basics because, I mean, probably 
if there are some marketing marketer marketing people who are listening to the podcast, they are probably familiar with those. But if somebody is coming from like a non-marketing background, I think it would be helpful for them to hear that. So when you are selecting the influencers to partner with, uh, the first thing you need to do is to identify your influencer category, or sometimes we call it genre. So let's say you have a business, it's an app for personal finance management, just as a random example. So probably our hypothesis here could be that the influencer genre that you want to go after would be influencer influencers who talk about personal finance. Uh, however, you can be more creative and you can go beyond that and probably uh, work with some lifestyle creators who can also educate their audience about um, personal finance management. So the first thing to do is to define your uh, influencer category. Then, of course, you need to understand what platform you want to uh, go after. So, as I mentioned, for different brands, uh, it can be absolutely different platforms. If you are uh, like a B2B uh, brand, maybe you want to work with some experts on LinkedIn, or maybe you want to work with some uh, well-established personalities in the industry who can talk about your brand at a certain convention that they're speaking or when they speak to the media. On the other hand, when you are marketing consumer good, like a, a B2C solution, you can go after influencers on popular social media platforms like uh, Instagram or YouTube or TikTok. Um, I want to stop here for a second and talk about TikTok in particular, because I think that there are a lot of uh, misconceptions around this platform. Uh, And I actually, I want to admit that I was one of the people who was very much uh, biased against this platform at the early stage of its uh, development. Yeah. Yeah. So I I kind of used to think about TikTok as of a platform that uh, is built for funny uh, videos, sort of uh, memes, and people only go to this platform to get entertained, to kind of waste you know kill time and just like scroll uh scroll the feed and kind of laugh um but then uh we started to experiment with influencers on this platform for some of the brands that i work with and we learned that uh, this platform has actually very high potential for brands to engage their audience in a very, very efficient way uh, because a lot of people actually come to TikTok to learn something. And uh, the beauty of this platform, I would say, is that people can learn something in a very concise way bite-sized way where it's like a one minute video of like how to like how do you do this or how do you do that so some sort of practical advice and people are very much engaged and um you know back to what i was saying about some sort of uh, examples of like the brands that we work with we've seen uh that tiktok can drive um 
insanely positive results in terms of sales. So for instance, if your product or services is mentioned by a TikToker in a very organic and engaging way, uh, people actually are willing to follow the recommendation of this TikToker and like to learn more about your brand and to give it a try. Um, so definitely a very interesting platform for brands to explore and experiment. Uh, and then um, another, I would say, benefit of this platform is that endless uh, varieties of people that you can partner with. So TikTok is a cool platform because it opens up so many opportunities for people to become creative and share their expertise and knowledge. And I would say I'm pretty much sure that um, a brand in any industry or niche can find a creator, an influencer on TikTok to partner with. And then uh, when it comes to selecting uh, selecting influencers, sorry, uh, I think um, as, as we're talking about TikTok, uh, I want to uh, give a small tip here to uh, marketers or business owners who are listening to us here. If you are interested in um you know, trying out an influencer campaign on TikTok. There is a very cool free platform built by TikTok, which is called TikTok Creator Marketplace. Mm-hmm. Again, it's free. It's built officially by TikTok to facilitate the partnerships between creators on the platforms and brands. And what you can do as a brand, you can uh, sign up, create your brand account, And you can actually search and discover influencers on this platform through uh, TikTok Creator Marketplace. So let's say you can type in certain keywords. I don't know, another example. I mean, we use personal finance as an example. So you can type in things like personal finance, investing, whatever. And like you will get a list of influencers. You also have a bunch of filters that you can use. For example, you want to find creators uh, only from a certain country or with an audience of a certain, within a certain age group. So you can do all of that through this platform and it's so convenient. And then uh, the great part is that um, you can actually manage all your influence, TikTok influencer uh, conversations right within this platform. And uh, the one of the features that I love the most is that you can actually get a lot of really cool analytics about the influencers that you choose. So for example, you can see uh, how their videos are performing on average, what sort of engagement they're getting. And also uh, you can see... Um, what other brands they partnered with. So the the platform gives you access to all these analytics and data and it's just so much to explore and it's at your you know fingertips it's so cool and so convenient. Um yeah so I think we kind of pretty much covered TikTok but there yeah. are uh, a lot of other platforms and we can we can talk about them and like influencer selection on other platforms if you if you want. Yeah I think like it's not just about the TikTok, it's obviously about the Instagram as well. Like Instagram influencers are trending, you know, and many are making a bunch of money too in this space. Obviously, like influencers are making a lot and Instagram is obviously trending. When the TikTok got launched, it was obviously trending for the first five years. 
even in India as well. And yeah, and Instagram is already still booming, the reels and so on, even the shots on YouTube too. Yeah. I I I see um really great return of the advertising spend uh, from our campaigns on YouTube. So de definitely YouTube is not going any anywhere. It still remains uh, a very, very efficient uh, platform. And I, I think, you know, brands who are serious about influencer marketing, they should definitely explore uh, partnerships with YouTubers. So when it comes to selecting uh, influencers on other platforms beyond TikTok, I would say there are certain basics that uh, brands and marketers need to know. It's, uh, you know, starting with um, checking the creator's uh, audience, like, uh, for example, like you're launching a campaign in a certain country, let's say your brand is based in the US and you're only targeting the United States. So if you're partnering with a, with a YouTuber, uh, a good kind of a checkpoint would be to actually ask them to send you their channel um, statistics and audience statistics and see uh, what percentage of their audience is actually based in the US. Because you may discover that maybe only 30% of this influencer's audience is US-based. So in this case, it might be kind of like a waste of your advertising budget to partner with this creator. So I would say the first basic step when you're partnering with any influencer out there would be to check uh, their audience. And then... Um, of course, you also need to check kind of their performance overall. So, uh, you know, sometimes influencers have uh, like a million of followers and they would give you insane rates based on the amount of followers that they have. However, we know that followers don't even matter anymore. Um, like I, I was quite recently at a convention where I got a chance to hear directly from um, a person who works at YouTube and he uh, was saying like their algorithms won't they they're not built to show uh, the creators videos to the followers anymore it's more like uh, you don't even need to be subscribed to a certain channel to be recommended the videos from this channel. So follower count is like a totally outdated metric, like a vanity metric that marketers, I would say, should not pay that much attention anymore. And you really need to focus on the views and most importantly, on the consistency of views. Because again, one video can go viral and hit like a half a million views. However, the rest of the videos on the channel may be like within the 30,000 uh, view range. And again, when you are uh, calculating the rate that you're going to pay to the influencer, you need to take this into account. You should not uh, pay them based on like the one video that went viral. You should kind of understand what their average performance looks like. Um, another important thing I recommend marketers to look at would be engagement rate. So sometimes, yeah. uh, like especially on YouTube uh, and on Instagram as well, you can see that uh, a publication gets a lot of uh, views. However, the engagement is very low. 
I normally do not recommend my clients to work with influencers like that because, Mm. I mean, if the engagement is low, it is going to be low engagement for the brand and people are probably not very much uh, kind of invested in what this influencer is saying and they're not going to uh, click on your link or whatever uh, you're like trying to um, make them uh, do. so these are, I, I call them like basic yeah. things that people need to check, audience demographics, uh, views, performance, engagement, things like that. But also uh, I want to briefly cover things that maybe are not so obvious for a lot of brands. And these are number one, I would say background check. So um, when we select influencers for our clients, we kind of trying to understand what the influencer is talking about is does this align with the brand's values Uh, maybe this influencer was somehow involved in some sort of conflicts or scandals in the past and this can be a risk for the brand so we're doing like this sort of uh, risk mitigation background checks or maybe um On the opposite, the influencer might have a lot of um, great stuff in their background, like maybe they uh, were featured in a a TV show or an an interview with the media, etc. So uh, we are just recommending overall, like to be very, very uh, careful and meticulous when it comes to those background checks on the influencer, because you want to have a whole picture like who is this person and what they're known for. Um, another not so obvious thing to look at uh, would be uh, check out if the influencer collaborated with other brands in the past and, uh, you know, ask them to send you maybe some examples of their collaborations with other brands because uh, you want to make sure that, uh, you know, those ads for other brands look good and they align with what you you expect uh, from from this influencer, um, from your product placement. Um, And also a, a quick tip that I want to share, like what I personally always look at is uh, check out if the influencer had any um, repetitive partnerships with other brands because that's a very good indicator that the other brand saw value from partnering with this influencer and they work with them again and again and again so for you as a brand it's a very good sign that oh the other brand sees great results So this influencer has a high potential to actually generate traction for the brand. So that's a very, very good indicator. I think brands need to pay attention to. Um, Yeah. Uh, And then one last thing when selecting the influencer, I I would say try to connect with them and try to understand if they are actually interested in working with you because um, something that I've noticed um, especially recently, uh, more and more influencers are kind of treating um, brand partnerships as like a quick one-off thing to make money. And as a brand, you kind of don't want to work with influencers like that. You want to find somebody who actually 
appreciates your brand, who actually tried it out and can recommend it genuinely and is sort of passionate about your brand. So, you know, if you have enough time and the influencer is open to it, uh, why don't you schedule a call with them and actually talk to them and maybe tell them a bit more about your brand and kind of try to establish a connection and a relationship with them. From my experience, this results in much, much better um outcomes for your brand campaign because the influencer will be more engaged and invested well yeah yeah so i think the one thing you told me about uh having a lot of followers but not much engagement you know in this social currency space you know like everyone is focusing on bringing more followers because followers want something and even if they don't have any engagement, they are just buying followers using bots and so on. Oh yeah, that's, that that that's the main reason why they do not have the engagement, and that's what we do do. You know, like to help our clients as well, picking the best, looking into analytics, whatever these guys have for the last thirty days, ninety in a year or two. You know, mm-hmm. and that seems to be the best. So I do have one last question. You know, like uh, if anyone would love to listen about like how talent agencies work and make money, mm-hmm. you know? So what viewpoint do you have on this? How the agencies work specifically in the talent industry? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's very important for brands to know more about influencer talent agencies because um, nowadays influencers are more and more frequently represented by talent agents. So when an influencer hits a certain point of their popularity, talent agencies are kind of headhunting and trying to um, sign an exclusive contract with a certain influencer so that they represent them. And um, for the brands, uh, there are a lot of nuances and tricky parts as you will have to communicate with the talent agency if you want to work with a certain influencer that they represent. Uh, however, you know, before I kind of go into those tricky parts, I don't want to be accused as like somebody who who's criticizing, only criticizing talent agencies. So I want to briefly point out a few good things about talent agencies. I mean, there is some sort of good good things that I see that they do for the industry um they uh in a way they are of course helping influencers because uh, if influencers are just running their whole um you know social media activity solo on their own they maybe don't have enough time to think about things like contracts with the brands or accounting right like uh, financial things and stuff like that so talent agents definitely take this whole thing off the influencers shoulders and like helping them manage all the business uh parts um of of their work right um so that's probably a good thing for the influencer if they don't know how to do it themselves if they don't know how to like maybe hire people uh on their team and just like they want to outsource all of this uh a talent agency can be definitely very helpful for the influencer in this case um when it comes to brands um it oftentimes uh, it's sort of beneficial for a brand to work with a 
influencer talent agency, when the brand is trying to um, run an influencer campaign at scale. So not when you're a small brand who has limited budget and you only can work with one or two influencers, but when you're a large brand and you need to hire, I don't know, like 50, 100, 200 influencers very, very quickly, that's when influencer talent agencies can be helpful because you will only work with one point of contact, one talent agent, they will send you their whole roster and you can just quickly pick and choose who you want to work with so you can launch your campaign very, very fast. Um, another benefit uh, that I see, you know, when it comes to like working as a brand with talent agencies is that um, it kind of streamlines your communication process so you don't have to reach out to each influencer individually. The agency will provide you with the talent roster, with like all the audience details, analytics, rates, etc. So it, it saves you a lot of time. That's That's for sure. However, as I mentioned, there are some sort of tricky details that I think brands need to be aware of as more and more talent agencies uh, appear. First of all, you need to know how to negotiate with talent agencies because oftentimes when they represent the influencer exclusively, they put a large markup on the influencer's rate. So instead of paying, you know, the like sort of, market standard rate to the influencer the talent agencies would ask you for like a triple triple amount uh out of the blue and um as a brand you need to sometimes be able to like uh cut it out and you know introduce your pricing structure and be able to negotiate with them and then uh another uh, thing that I wanted to like point out is that of course when you work with a talent agency you won't be able to establish this direct connection and relationship with the influencer because you will be dealing with um, the talent agent so um, yeah um, these are some of the things I think brands need to be aware of and keep in mind that's cool any quick advice do you have for anyone who is looking for the influencers for their business or brand quick advice quick tips you know um, yeah, I would say uh, start by understanding who is your product or service for. And then uh, when you define your audience, you'll just need to understand, okay, what is your audience looking for? What, what are they watching? You know, if you're like thinking about uh, working with influencers on YouTube, okay, what is your audience is really watching and uh, who do they follow? Where, like, what are they engaged in? Uh, so I think a successful starting point for any marketing campaign and influencer marketing in particular would be to understand your audience. That's cool. Awesome, Yulia. It's good to have you on the show and sharing this bunch of insights regarding the influencer marketing and how talent agencies actually work. Cool. So yeah, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for your time. Okay, bye-bye.